Welcome to the Content and Media Matters podcast, a series of interviews with key leaders throughout the industry, all brought to you by the Content and Media team at Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm. Welcome to the Content and Media Matters podcast. Your hosts today are me, Henry Johnson, Senior Consultant, and Sarah Elmajubi, Associate Consultant. And we're delighted today to be joined by Robin Kirchhofer, the Chief Marketing Officer at Dillette. Having begun his career with Dillette in 2012 as a marketing manager, Robin has since held various senior leadership positions throughout the industry, such as heading up marketing operations with Dillette, working as a senior director for product marketing, and now fast forward 11 years later, he's now the chief marketing officer, leading the strategy and team in charge of global marketing activities to drive awareness, demand, and growth for Dillette's products and solutions. We're thrilled to have you here. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you, Henry, and uh, very glad to be here today for the discussion. Today, we'll be talking all things you, people, the content and media industry, and specifically the journey of Dalet. But to get us started, we always like to ask people the same question. How did you first get into the content and media industry? That's a great question to get started. Uh, well, a uh, little bit of a story here. Uh, I started my career actually uh, working in management consulting. Um, I've been doing this for about three years uh, after graduating from a business school, um, mainly in uh, well uh, supply chain operations, procurement, and then moving into uh, marketing, sales performance uh, topics. And after about three years, I was uh, well a little bit tired. Uh, and I wanted also one of my, let's say, areas of, of interest has always been uh, software and new technology. So I was a little bit looking for an opportunity in this area. So that's when I really started to actually look for companies and uh, opportunities uh, in the software, in the technology industry. Um, the media has always been interesting to me. Uh, news, uh, movies, TV shows has always been an area of interest as well in the technology behind. Um, and well, I, I, I fell onto like an opportunity at Dalet. I uh, was based in Paris back then. Uh, and the headquarters uh, of Dalet uh, is, uh, and is still based uh, in, in the Paris area. So well, I, I applied and uh, I got to meet a great team. Uh, and that's where the relation started back then. They were looking for someone actually uh, based uh, in New York first uh, to become a marketing manager. Uh, and then after a couple of discussions, after uh, learning more about, uh, about the company, about my profile as well on their side, uh, it was decided that I would be starting in Paris uh, at the headquarters. I had a little bit of experience um, and uh, let's say the position in, in New York was more for a junior position. So I started in Paris, um, but always kept that interest into uh, into moving to New York and I moved to New York a couple of years after. Uh, but really the technology uh, behind uh, everything we see uh, in media, uh, uh, watching the news, uh, the movies, how they are being made, uh, how content is being packaged, being distributed at scale has always been like something super interesting to me. All the, uh, the techniques and all the tools that are being used by media professionals and content professionals um, is something of very, very high interest uh, to me. So that's, that's been a, a long journey, many discoveries. And the great things about this industry is that you keep on learning and you meet incredible people along the way that have been holding various roles uh, 
both in terms of uh, creating the content and creating the tools uh, to create that content. Uh, that's the beauty of the of the industry. Oh, brilliant. No, thank you so much for sharing, Robin. And it, it's never the same answer when we ask anyone that question. <laughs> so hence why. Um, but I'm now going to hand over to Sarah, who's going to focus a little bit more on your career. Sarah, over to you. Thank you, Henry. So we'll now focus on your career and some of the key lessons that you've learned along the way. So to begin with, it'd be great to hear about what achievement you're most proud of. Um, well, if I had to pick one, uh, and I can explain after reading this, but if I had to pick one, uh, I, love, I, I love to see that, that huge project we undertook back in 2019 at Dalet to fully rebrand uh, the company, um, Dalet brand and also all the product lineup, uh, the handling of the different uh, solutions, our platform and all the different tools and modules uh, that compose the platform. Everything uh, has been rebranded. Um, and we took uh, uh, about nine months to really go through all the steps uh, and starting at the very core of understanding and, and looking into who we, we, who we are, who we were, we are uh, talking already with the founders of the company and you have still a number of founders uh, involved in the business today, which is really incredible after 33 years um, and, and, and really understanding the values uh, and the reasons why we do what we do. Uh, really starting there and moving on to the different phases, working with an incredible agency called Fabol Co uh, in the UK uh, to develop our new uh, brand identity uh, really all the values, uh, the foundation of the brand um, that uh, we have and developing all the visuals, uh, the new collaterals, uh, the new website, uh, looking at really spreading that, that project also internally as we were developing it. So creating like work groups to develop, for example, uh, ideas around logos, ideas around uh, new taglines, uh, really involving people not only from marketing, sales, product, but further than that, customer success, cloud operations, um, training, uh, leadership to junior uh, people. So really getting those ideas and those different point of views together to build that new brand identity. And that was revealed um, in November 2020. So that was the COVID time. Uh, and that's when we revealed the new brand identity, brand new video, brand new website. And, um, and then we also had a couple of new products being launched at that time. But that project was really interesting. First, because that's always uh, something that marketers love to do. Uh, that's interesting to revisit, to revive, to expand the brand. But also because we were involving everybody. And it was really a, a project across the company. No, thank you so much, Robin. And it's great to hear about the rebranding and the, how the team worked helped to come um to come for it to come alive. What would you say that one of the best pieces of advice you've been given over the years would be? Um, I I guess something around uh, work-life balance uh, is extremely important uh, to me. Um, one of uh, of the comments I got very early in my career, back when I was a uh, a business analyst in uh, in consulting was uh, to to learn what was really necessary versus what's nice to have but not a must, uh, and so being able that way to uh, to focus on this and to stop work at a decent time and get back to your 
family, to your friends, uh, at the same time as well. Um, and I, I guess when I when I started, and I think it's the case for many uh, young uh, graduates uh, and people entering the workforce, you want to put everything in. You want to work as hard as you can uh, to deliver all the time. But the reality is, you can't. And at some point, your uh, work quality is decreasing, and you are not delivering. Uh, what should be delivered or not focusing on the right uh, missions. So that's something one of my uh, that one of my managers shared with me quite early and that was a uh, very, very useful that still resonates with me. Um, that you cannot compensate always working harder and later. You really need to learn how to prioritize and to focus. And I'm not gonna say that's something I mastered today. Uh, I'm very honest, very human about this. It's I think it's a lifelong learning, but it's something to keep in mind. At least for me, that's something that uh, that is very important. Thank you so much, Robin. And I think having work-life balance is certainly important and something to always um, sort of improve as well. So that's great to hear. Who or what would you say has been the biggest influence on your career? Um, well, I'm, I would be lying not to say uh, Steve Jobs and, uh, and Apple, <laughs> because that's, that's certainly one of the main reasons why I was so interested in a, in a new technology, in a hardware, software, uh, back then when I was younger. Um, and it's also why I wanted so much to uh, evolve in, in the uh, software and new technology space. Um, and uh, on the... Another, uh, I would say, uh, uh, facet would be everything around media. I've always been uh, very much into uh, into uh, watching uh, movies, TV shows, uh, reading, uh, learning about what's going on in the world through the different uh, types of media and different sides of media. That's something that has always been uh, uh, very interesting to me with lots of influence on what I uh, what I choose to do and how I, uh, I evolve. Um, so those two together uh, have been, uh, been very strong and that's, I think, a good reflection of uh, what I'm doing today. So that's, uh, that's interesting. That's fantastic to hear. Thank you so much, Robin. And um, certainly really interesting to see how your career has developed throughout the years um, and understanding um, those parts of your career. Um, so Henry, over to you now onto the topic that makes the industry tick. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so, Robin, we've got a brief question to ask you around talent, as we definitely know that one of the best parts of the industry is its people, its teams and those teams working together. And we know that talent is a topic which is constantly changing and evolving, goes up and down. So keen to hear from you. Um, do you think there is a key talent topic that we should be addressing most in the industry at the moment? Well, certainly, I think. Uh especially the, the media tech industry, there is a big uh, talent question uh, or topic, uh, and it has several facets. I think one of them is clearly the, the shift from traditional uh, um, linear type of technologies uh, around, uh, around media, media production, distribution, to your everything streaming. And we've got two generations as well of, of talents of, of, uh, of people um, and that's very important for companies I believe to to really mix and to bring those two generations together and not to rely on only one and not the other 
are really relying on the diverse skills and um, different uh, point of views about how media is being created, being consumed, which is very different depending on the generations as well. Uh, linear, non-linear, streaming, um, social media, all the digital platforms out there. There are many, many different ways to, to consume media. But I, I think having that in mind is very important for companies as they evolve their workforce, as they bring in new talents. Another area is, is diversity. I think that's, uh, that's a key topic. That's been for many years, uh, but it still is. Uh, and very important in our industry is gender diversity. I think everything is important, but that's specifically important in our industry. And we have the chance to have very um, active organizations promoting and, and pushing for better diversity, such as the RISE for gender diversity. Um, I think they are doing an amazing work through their events, their mentorship programs, and more. Um, and that's very needed for, for the industry as well. I think we are seeing some signs of improvements, but when you look at the percentage, it's clearly we are clearly not there. The road is long. Uh, we have more work to do, um, and we have to prioritize that as we look for new talents as well. It needs to be proactive. It cannot change without leaders, without people really taking those, those steps to broaden the, the talent pool and to look for more diverse profiles, people with different backgrounds, uh, and not necessarily always the same, um, let's say, uh, type of, of profile, uh, the same uh, gender, uh, the same um, background. So we need that, that diversity and that approach, proactive approach to hiring uh, people with diverse backgrounds. That's so important to, uh, to bring different point of views and to build uh, new things for the, the today's audiences that are very much different. Completely. No, we couldn't agree more. And we always say that it just starts by talking about it and kind of saying it out loud and then it's addressing those. And it's definitely a continuous journey, but conversations like these spark other conversations. So no, thank you so much for sharing. Um, that takes us quite nicely onto our next section, which is the topic that matters. And today we're going to be taking a bit of a historical perspective and looking at the journey of Dalet and how you best serve your customers across the years when it comes to those broadcast, media, sports, and enterprise customers. So to get us started, and a bit of an open question for you, Robin, from your time when you first joined Dalet to now, how have the product offerings totally changed? So the product has, has evolved a lot. Um, when I first joined, it was, uh, well, 2012. Uh, at the time, we were much smaller, and we were just about to release uh, Dalet Galaxy, uh, which is uh, still being used today, the latest version. Um, but when it was launched, it was already a groundbreaking product, uh, a centralized uh, media set management uh, and workflow uh, solution for the media industry, especially uh, news organizations, uh, but also content producers, content owners, and large uh, sports teams on it. Um, and that product really um, uh, has been growing a lot for the past, uh, I would say, six to eight years, uh, where we have been adding a lot of functionalities. Um, so we were really focused on, on the ecosystem around the product. I mean, the product has been evolving, the core uh, product, but also everything around. So adding other functionalities, such as uh, the transcoding, media processing, uh, features such as uh, more 
orchestration and automation for the workflow to free up creative time or um, graphics uh, for news operation. We didn't own like a graphic solution back then. And now we've got one integrated or studio automation and things like that. And let's take a, a couple of years uh, um, uh, forward. And we, we, in 2019, make that strategic decision to purchase uh, We Are La Flex, um, which was uh, the asset management, uh, cloud-native asset management and workflow orchestration platform uh, developed by Uyala. Uh, so we purchased the, the brand Uyala and also that uh, part of the business, which was really the next generation uh, uh, type of uh, very light, very uh, fast and uh, cloud-native uh, asset management and orchestration solution with analytics at the core as well. Uh, so that has given us a really a new approach and um, uh, accelerated our, our roadmap uh, in terms of going not only to the larger media organizations, but also to a lower tier and also to, again, uh, that segment uh, with sports leagues, federations, teams, uh, where uh, they are also trying step-by-step step to become somehow media organizations. They have so much uh, uh, amazing content around the players, usually around the games, depending when they have the rights or do not have the rights, uh, but everything going around as well. So creating really uh, some kind of experience for their fans and extending what's going on in the stadium or going on uh, at the games. So that's been a, a big uh, growth for us in that, in that segment. And that's we have Flex today. It is called Dalet Flex. Uh, Dalet Flex platform has really been a, a driver for accelerating that segment. Also with larger corporations or big brands looking at uh, also creating a business unit like Peloton, for example, which is a, a big customer today um, using that Dalet Flex platform. And today we also have developed, uh, uh, let's, say, let's say, a next generation newsroom ecosystem, which is still based uh, either on, on Galaxy for the customers who are still using Galaxy, but obviously now uh, compatible also with Dalet Flex. So that's an ecosystem of apps to create the news, uh, write your scripts, organize the work between journalists and editors and producers, everything just in a, in a browser tab, very, very collaboration, collaboration focused. Um, and uh, all the way to the editing as well in the cloud. So being able to drag and drop content from your management system, cut the news, break stories very, very fast. That's the heart of who we are, what we do really media production uh, and we are especially that large customer set uh, in the news segment with broadcasters like the BBC, ABC, France Television, Mediaset and many more. No, thank you so much for that. And that gives us even just a little snapshot into the change and kind of the transformation that Delet's been through. And you, you've touched on a little bit already there, but in terms of the cloud, it's definitely something that was a huge talking point across the industry. Um, how has Dalit evolved when it comes to that journey towards the cloud? Well, clearly uh, that's been a, uh, an interesting journey. So. We have always been, I mean, for the past 30 years, uh, when we look at the, the Daleti story, uh, we have always been about uh, embracing IT and combining broadcast, broadcast first technologies with digital first technologies. So we started quite early, actually, uh, our journey in the cloud. 
uh, first by little uh, pieces or satellite products uh, being the cloud connected to the on-prem systems and um, and tools. Uh, but today we have taken a, a much broader step uh, to the cloud. So first, um, the Direct Flex acquisition in 2019 that was a cloud native, that is a cloud native uh, media set management and workflow orchestration solution, which is today at the core of all the solutions that we provide, uh, be it for archives, monetization, production asset management, distribution of content and supply chain. Um, that's really the heart of our product, which is cloud native. And then we have also taken that uh, very uh, big step for us to uh, go private in 2020. So we delisted from the stock exchange and, and went private. And it was really um, the best way for us to free ourselves from the, the financial restrictions of being a public company and to accelerate our innovation, accelerate our investments, uh, especially on the news side. Um, to develop that set of applications I mentioned earlier, that is Pyramid. So there is a planner, there is an editor, there is a script uh, application and a rundown application coming next year. All of those are cloud native applications um, that facilitate, again, collaboration uh, beyond borders. Uh, and that really makes those newsroom people centric and not, you know, you have to be on prem, you have to be on site to be able to, to cut the news, to write the news. Now you can do everything wherever you are. Uh, everybody's connected from the journalists to the editor in chief, producers, editors, but also partner organizations or sister organizations. So you you really extend the power of the uh, of the newsroom of the media operation in general because that's not only applicable to newsroom. And that that journey to uh, having a fully cloud native uh, product lineup has been really interesting because for us it was obviously a gradual transition, and in some areas it is still. Uh, but it is very important because many of our customers actually still have most of their on-premises systems and rely on this. And some don't want to go fully in the cloud. They want to have a more um, balanced approach, looking some on-premises uh, storage or like the more most valuable assets, for example. You have many different approaches. So being flexible uh, is extremely important. We, we, we had to be agile, we still have to be agile in this transition to adapt uh, and to take the, uh, the, the steps that make uh, everything we develop still compatible for our existing customers, because that's how we approach business as well. That's what we have always been doing. Uh, that's why we have customers with us for the past, some of, of them for the past 10, 15, 20, and even 25 years, some wow. of our uh, <clears throat> oldest customers. And that's because we have been evolving with them uh, really looking at the trends, evolving, taking those steps uh, towards digital, uh, towards the cloud, um, AI, and making sure we, we understand those and we bring them within the tool set that adds value to them, that adds practical value, not just a little standalone app on one side that is disconnected from everything else. We've always been about connecting things and making sure there is an integrated solution for our customers. And I go back to this point, but the transition is key. So we want to make sure always that our customer can go at the, at the pace that they want. We don't want to force them onto a new technology. We want to make sure that what they have, if they're happy with it, they can carry on with it. They can enrich it. 
And the day they are ready, they, they want perhaps to indeed replace their core asset management, storage, workflow orchestration, whatever it is, by a cloud native solution. We have the solution for that. That's the core of our offering today. But we don't force them, or we don't tell them on a specific date you need to change everything. That's not the way we, we see business. It's really, really interesting to hear how Deloitte evolved over the years in terms of the cloud. And I think having that mixture between the on-prem, the cloud, and their journey, the customer journey, and then Deloitte's journey together at the right time, like you just mentioned, I think is kind of crucial there. So no, thank you for sharing. And looking forwards to the future, Robin, when we think of the journey of Deloitte, what does that hold for you guys? The next phase of evolution is going to be <laughs> extremely uh, interesting. So we have um, uh, indeed an entire product lineup that is today cloud native. Um, the core of the system, the uh, asset management, workflow orchestration, and some of the uh, e-content production tools. Uh, and we are step-by-step step, indeed adding more capabilities uh, to that platform um, through new applications. So I mentioned earlier the pyramid set of application for uh, news production and distribution. That's a very good example. That's one of the areas where we are really expanding and going fast. Uh, again, thanks to that strategic move going private in 2020. We have been really accelerating here. So we have uh, released three uh, modules so far. Uh, I mentioned the planning, which is a Kanban-based view for organizing everything and really enhancing collaboration within a news organization. And one great thing here is that it doesn't only apply to news. You can apply that to any type of workflows, especially those around production uh, or uh, packaging and distribution. So we are evolving that application so it becomes more not more, but it becomes also something that you can use in those use cases. Uh, and it's also for project-centric uh, collaboration, not only news production, but also project-centric collaboration. So we are working hard on, on that, on that uh, point. Another area is everything around uh, editing, uh, production of content. The actual uh, uh, tool is called Dalet Cut. Uh, it's, again, it's a, it's a fast-paced cloud-native editor, but it's extremely powerful. It's really uh, best-in-class, um, and that's one of the, of the best light editors on the market. We are not competing against Adobe Premiere Pro or Avid Media Composer or Final Cut Pro. That's not the same depth. It's not as advanced. That's not the same market. Uh, we are really about fast-paced content production for news organiza organizations, sports organizations, uh, and other content producers. Uh, and then you can, once you have a first version of your work, you can carry on, that's fully integrated, you can carry on in Adobe Premiere Pro, for example. That's the beauty of collaboration and bringing also outside users within the Dalet ecosystem. So that's something we are expanding to. Uh, we started with all the video features because that was the most important request from our customers. But back then in the 90s, Dalet started with radio production, radio content production and automation. We still have actually a fairly large customer base of large radio broadcasters, the CBC, Radio France, are just some examples. We are bringing as well all the audio features, audio first capabilities into cut for podcast production, for example, yeah. uh, and everything else that uh, radio um, uh, organizations need to, need to do. So you will have really that parity, video, uh, audio, and all those digital first features too that are available today, uh, meaning the ability to have different aspect ratios, be it uh, horizontal, vertical, uh, 
also the capability to have like captions and AI powered caption generation and translation to save time, go faster. On the other side of the business, everything media workflow, um, automation is very important. And AI on the other side is extremely uh, important as well in terms of bringing more uh, insights, uh, accelerating uh, documentation of content, uh, also through speech to text uh, features where you can really go faster and gain time uh, for more creative tasks. So freeing up users from the, let's say more uh, time consuming tasks mm. of analyzing media, of understanding what's inside an interview or what's inside a specific piece of content. So we are integrating that into our ecosystem of tools, but at the platform level, we are not trying to say we are an AI vendor uh, in, in this uh, specific area because we are not. What we do and what we do best is to integrate uh, the best tools out there, uh, the best engines specifically in, in AI, uh, so they can be used by our users, integrated to the Dalet ecosystem. We have an annual customer advisory board where we meet with our customers and other touch points during the year. And those topics come and help us to understand the trends, understand what our customers are looking for, where they have pain points today. And what we hear is that really practical integrated AI is what matters today more than anything, anything else. They are looking with pilot projects at generative AI, but they are also being very careful because of all the implications uh, that, it be, that it brings to, to organization. Anyway, that's a super interesting topic, <laughs> many things to say here, uh, but I just want to go back to automation for one second. Um, automation is still a big area of work. Uh, lots of workflows can be uh, automated uh, and many of our customers um, look for those capabilities in, in the platform, uh, especially around content packaging, around deduplication, to save space, to save uh, resources, money for, for the organization. Uh, and to distribute content at scale uh, to different platforms. So the, the, the core workflow engine and orchestration engine of, of our platform is really uh, is really powerful. And we have been extending that uh, and also connecting that to different partners to accelerate those workflows. So automation is another big area of work and development for the company. Wow, Robin, it sounds like there's so much excitement and kind of innovation and transformation coming for Dalet. But also when you hear that and you take a step back to where you guys were, it's just really clear that you've been so successful um, throughout the journey. So, no, really, thank you very much for sharing. Going to be a bit of a change of pace now. and I'm going to hand over to Sarah for our quick fire round. So there's no clues here. It is a quick fire round. So you'll need to think on your feet. So would you choose city or country? Um, City. Netflix or Disney Plus? Uh, Disney Plus. Plane or train? Uh, train. What was the last movie that you watched? Uh, the last movie was actually Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> Would you choose Mountain Peaks or Bright Sunny Beach? Uh, mountain Peaks, technically. What is your favorite game or sport to watch and play? Tennis. Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car? Bike. 
<laughs> would you choose the window or the aisle seat on a plane? Oh, the window all the time. <laughs> Even though I try to fly less, but when I yeah. need to fly, the window. You get the use, right? <laughs> morning or evening? Uh, morning. If you could eat only one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, raclette. <laughs> of course, you lived in many places, but if you could live anywhere, where would that be? Uh, I would say New York. Going back to New York like that. <laughs> what is your favorite family vacation? Uh, the Alps in France. Yeah, it's fantastic to hear. Uh, well, thank you so much. That was really great to get a little bit more insight on you. So we do have one final question. Um, not a quick fire one. <laughs> if there was one piece of advice um, to give, what would you give to someone just entering the industry? One piece of advice I think would be uh, to, to be passionate about it. Um, many things to say but I think the passion is key it sounds a bit cliche but I think it's so important that's uh, what I try always when you know sometimes you have some ups some downs and when I have some down I'm like yeah I mean in the end if I take a step back I, I, I love what I do I mean I love what we do as a company and I love the team I work with and, and really the spirit in, in my organization and I think having this and, and cultivating nurturing that is so important to just be happy and be motivated uh, for your work. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, Robin. I know that will be kind of inspiring to definitely some listeners. And that now brings us to the end of our podcast. So thank you very much. Um, we have loved having you on the show. Well, thank you so much, both of you. It was a really good discussion. Very nice podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.nuco-group.com. That's N-E-U-C-O-group.com.